Welcome to What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WET, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in the Health Promotion Suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for a non-traditional campus. My name is Bella, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. My name is Josh, and my pronouns are they, them, theirs. And my name is Quinn. My pronouns are he, him, his. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be your hosts for this podcast. Let's get into it. All right. What's up? It's Bella. And Taylor. And we're just going to talk about um, kind of a broad view of stress today. So stress is a large topics, very complex, and will definitely be coming up again. We'll have future episodes about kind of the nitty-gritty details about stress and um, going really deep into stress management techniques and things like that. Um, But today, we're going to talk a little bit about what role stress plays in our society, and especially among college students. So let's just start off with what is stress? I mean, we kind of all have have experienced it, so we, we know what it feels like. But what is it? That's a great question. <laughs> Stress is really, it's different for everyone. It's this biological function that happens inside of us where it's like fight or flight. We're nervous. We're anxious around things that are happening, and we don't quite know how to deal with it. And uh, stress started out as a way of a survival mechanism. It's mm-hmm. like... This big thing is chasing me. I need to run and be scared of it. And it causes me anxiousness because it could kill me. Yeah. Right. So that's where it all like from from our end, that's where it all stems from. And slowly but surely we've adapted it to we're less scared of things like woolly mammoths and Mm -hmm. tigers to come kill us. And it's now more so we're stressed because of exams, pressure we put on ourselves, pressure society puts on Mm -hmm. ourselves. It's really, I think, boils down to that word pressure. Yeah. It's a, a our response to some form of pressure being put upon us whether it's ourselves or others and how we choose to deal with that pressure is really kind of what stress is if that makes sense. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Great, that's all that matters. <laughs> um but I think that point about it being like a response to pressure is important to understand because your perception of stress can make it good stress or bad stress. And there have been studies that show that um, if you perceive stress as helpful to you, if you perceive stress when you have an exam coming up as helping you to prepare for that exam and to execute, then um, you don't have the negative health effects that chronic stress can have when you're letting it inhibit you from being happy or doing all the things that you really want to be doing. Um, So I think positive mental attitude is an important part of reframing this stress. And um, yeah, let's talk more about how to reframe stress in our minds. Because once we like start to realize, oh my God, I'm so stressed, that kind of like makes it worse and, and kind of reshapes everything that you do and everything that you think. Definitely. So let's take a, a quick step back. And you mentioned, you know, having your perception of stress changing the health outcomes that happen on your body. I don't know about you because we grew up in a different era, it feels like. (laughs) You're old. I know. Don't yell at me. Um, 
But I remember growing up and always hearing the phrase or the saying, like, you know, if you're stressed, you're going to die. Like, mm-hmm. stress leads you to dying early because your body's overworked and you don't know how to handle it all. And mm-hmm. it's just poor for your health. And um, turns out that's a lie. <laughs> uh, new research is showing that it's not the actual act of stress that's, you know, giving you all these negative health effects that make you die early, right? Mm-hmm. It's the actual perception of the stress that's causing these effects. So you'll never hear us or any like reputable uh, health information provider talking about, ooh, stress is bad. You don't want to have any stress. Because if we had no stress, think about it. What would we get done? Nothing. Spoiler alert. It's nothing. (laughs) Right. Like the reason why we study for exams, the reason why we, you know, do our homework is because there's pressure and there's this need to do well because we have something writing on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So we want to have stress in our lives. So stress isn't inherently bad, but it's how you view it is what hinders us or helps us move forward in life. So if you look at it like, oh, I'm so stressed. I've got this big exam or this big paper. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to vomit. Oh my gosh, I hate the world. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of negative health effects because that's going to trigger things like anxiety, depression, and like setting this overwhelmingly high bar for yourself. And nothing good comes from that. Yeah. Yeah. Versus if you're able to look at your exam and be like, mm-hmm. I'm nervous. Why am I nervous or scared? I'm nervous because I want to do really well in this class because I want to get my degree because I want to do what I love and Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about and make a living out of it. Like that takes away the scariness of being stressed when you know, all right, I'm stressed because it's important to me. Mm -hmm. And stress from taking an exam is no different than stress from before you go play the big sports ball game or the big musical (laughs) number that you're about to be a member in, right? <laughs> like before you go out there, you're nervous, you're anxious. You're like, oh, I hope my team wins. Or I mm-hmm. hope I hit that note in the play. Or like you're nervous and you're anxious about those things, but you view it as, oh, it's just adrenaline. It's excitement. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, who oh, let's go. Yeah. But we don't view it that way for things like you're stressed around an exam, or maybe you're stressed about a work project, or you're stressed about something at home. We view it as all as something bad will happen if you don't do it well or you, you mm. don't do it how you're supposed to do it. But if you're able to view it as like the, oh, I'm it's adrenaline. Mm-hmm. My body is reacting this way to this exam because it wants me to do well. It's, yeah. you know, I'm jittery because I'm, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. I've studied for it. I'm excited. I can finish this. You know, looking at it that way rather than the, oh, I'm shaking because I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, like you said, it's something that's gearing you up for a battle yeah. less than holding you back. Absolutely. And that's yeah. the perception piece of it. It's like, yeah. I don't know who stress pissed off way back when, but it made <laughs> him like stress is the enemy. Stress is not the enemy. Yeah, it's your it's, perception. Yeah. It's the response to it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what's really interesting to me as a science nerd is how negative thoughts change your physiology. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's less like the situation that's causing you to have those bad health effects, but it is like your thoughts about it Absolutely. and how that triggers your responses that can suppress your immunity and leads to heart disease and all these things. Yeah. yeah. It's all it's all connected. And it wasn't until recently that we've been able to start putting that all together. Like, it's like, oh, that perception is playing a big role and yeah. it doesn't matter if you're stressed or not. It's how you think about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so can we talk a little bit about why students are so stressed. And I don't like, know why. I don't. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, it seems like simple at first glance. Like, yeah, we have a lot of pressure on us. And 
there's all these things we have to juggle and think about and deadlines and assignments and pressure and all that stuff. But I think if we get to like the root of why students are so stressed, then maybe we can start to address like the root causes and less like worry about the situation at hand. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lot of times it's like anxiety about the future Yeah, is and, and uncertainty. And that's really what makes the stress heightened because you are thinking about like, Oh, if I don't pass this exam, I'm not going to pass this class. And then I'm not going to graduate. And then I'm going to be a failure. My parents are going to be disappointed and all these things. Um, that are really the root cause and it's not just the exam, you know? And that's why sometimes it can feel like so world ending, you Mm -hmm. know, with those situations because it's really not just the exam. It's all these other things and all the baggage that comes with it. Um, So keeping that in mind, what are some warning signs that um, are telling you that your stress levels are maybe too high? There's so many. (laughs) So many, yeah. Um, and I think it really, it, it plays a role differently with everyone and everyone shows different sense. So there's not like a, what we talk about here isn't going to be like, oh, got to be on the lookout for those three things. And mm-hmm. that'll tell me it's different for everyone and everyone reacts to their stressors differently. I know for me personally, if I am like to the level, of like there's so much on my plate, I am so stressed. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. I actually just break down. I just stop doing anything. Like yeah. I aimlessly stare at my computer screen and my mind's like, go Taylor work mm-hmm. do the things yeah. but my hands are just like no i'm just staring at the, an email that i need to be sending but i'm just like yeah. i can't do it yeah. and it's like i like physically break down and i take a lot of naps mm-hmm. because like it's a way of avoiding your stressors mm-hmm. of what you're doing like i'll i'll deal with that right after this 20 minute nap and never 20 minutes right and so those are my two ways that i know i am at my point where it's like okay you need to reevaluate what's causing all this stress and how you're dealing with it because your warning signs are raring up right now. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Belle? What are yours? Um, mine is definitely if I drink coffee because Ooh. I don't drink coffee at all. It makes me crazy. And so if I find myself like I have to have coffee now to survive this day, then I know that <laughs> I have reached the, the level of <laughs> the point of no return or that's how I think about it in the moment. Um, and it definitely does make me crazy and it makes me feel bad on the inside. And I know that it's bad for me, but I do it because I think that's the only solution mm-hmm. at that point. So I think that's also part of it is like doing things that you know are not healthy, like losing sleep or eating poorly. Um, and I think a lot of times you do know your your warning signs and you see them popping up. But to really like acknowledge those red flags. And to call and yourself ask, out. Yeah. yeah. Do something about it. You know, not just like see them be like, oh, that's unhealthy. Whoops. I'll, I'll try again yeah. tomorrow. Like, that's the biggest thing. That's what's hard is knowing that you're doing it but why you're doing it and then how to call yourself out in a, in a respectful way. Cause like, I mean, yeah. obviously you can sit there and yell at yourself and berate yourself, but that's not going to do you any good. Cause now you're just going to feel bad exactly. about doing what you're knowing that you're doing is just cause you're stressed. And that's still part of the response mm-hmm. to the stress of like the guilt of feeling like, Oh, I, I shouldn't be reacting this way, but it just, it just negatively yeah. happens like that. Yeah. Um, and then can we talk a little bit about what resources are on campus to help us de-stress? And again, we'll we'll do a future episode about 
um, more stress management techniques and really getting into the nitty gritty of it because there's a lot to talk about. Um, but for right now, where on campus can people go to <laughs> kind of find those those resources to help them de-stress? Definitely. There's a lot of them. PSU has done a great job at creating a multiple level of spaces that can help with stress management in a variety of different ways, depending on what your needs are. Yeah. Um, if you're thinking very internal or like, I'm just so stressed, my body needs a break, the Mind Spa and Health Promotion at Shack is a great option for that where you can go in and just unwind and like get a massage in our massage chair, sit with the light therapy, you know, do some biofeedback uh, games to help manage your breathing. Like things like that are really great if it's like internal stressors that you're dealing with where you're like, I'm kind of at my boiling point and I need to relax. Mm-hmm. That's a great option. But then there's also places like, you know, our counseling services or acupuncture that are super helpful to help you relax and like maybe talk through what's going on, whether it's group therapy or an individual mm-hmm. session of like, why are you stressed? And this can help get you to your, uh, the roots of like what's causing all your yeah. stress and your anxiety and all of that jazz. Um, there are a bunch of uh, resource centers around campus that, uh, can can help out with whatever it is that you're going through to help give you a sense of community. Having a sense of community is one of the biggest things that you can do to help combat stress, knowing that you've got a safe space to go and either vent, complain, cry, yeah. break down, <laughs> do whatever you need to do to be like, I need someone to hear me, mm-hmm. help. Yeah. And then like having that environment that's like, okay, we'll listen, we'll do what you need to do is so crucial. So don't like underestimate the value of just a simple community. Yeah, definitely. And I think last thing I want to hit on before we sign off is the idea that stress is so normal um, and, like, our response to stress is so normal, especially for students. Um, Because if I've ever had, like, a situation where I'm not stressed about something that I usually would be. What's wrong? And I I reached that holy grail of, like, calm about something like a big deadline I'm like oh my god what is wrong with me (laughs) like I need to be more stressed about this and I think that's not necessarily a healthy notion to have um and to normalize being okay (laughs) would be great you know because if students are always in a state of panic that says something about our school environment and our campus community and I know that that's very common in basically all schools everywhere. Everywhere. Um, But if we can really do something as a community to normalize, like um, helping each other out and helping each other be okay. Yeah. Um, And I think a lot of that too, what we can do, like an actual actionable step is like, if you hear a friend, uh, you know, a classmate or someone talking about it, like give them the encouragement that they need or like letting them know like, oh, that's, a very valid way of feeling yeah. it. Like with college nowadays, especially it's like so much pressure is just like built into the system for mm-hmm. whatever reason. It's just like, Oh, if you're not doing a hundred million things, you're not doing enough. You yeah, should be ashamed exactly. and be stressed. And I just made a note when you were talking, um, having that feeling of not being stressed is equaling like apathy. Like, yeah, I'm not stressed. Why don't I care enough? Yeah. And that's not the case. Like, or that you're not prepared enough or yeah. like going to be good enough, you know? Like, why do we as a society decide that, you know, stress means you care? Yeah. It doesn't work that way. You can feel like mm-hmm. you've done everything that you need to do before a big project or an exam and be like, I'm not worried about it because I've spent so much time, energy, and effort already yeah. prepping and getting ready for it. I need to learn how to sit in this comfort and not think of it as apathy. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you can do on an individual level is if like, ooh, 
I'm not stressed about this. Why? Yeah. Like figuring out what's the core reason. Is it because you feel well prepared and mm-hmm. you're ready to go? Great. Don't even label it as apathy. That just means you're prepped and you're ready. Yeah. Your body's like, we got this. Let's mm-hmm. go. Or is it like, I'm not stressed at all because I've avoided it for so long that it's just, it's not even mm-hmm. on my radar. Yeah. Well, maybe we need to figure out what's yeah. going on and what can we do. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, trying your best not to relate your no stress or you're feeling confident and comfortable with apathy. Yeah. Super, super Or like helpful. not working hard enough. Yeah. Know? And like when you hear a classmate maybe saying like, you know, oh, well, I studied all night last night. I didn't get any sleep. Good luck. Like, you know how they talk. Like yeah. we reward behaviors that yeah. are like not sleeping and cramming all night. Like and, you're going to do better than the person next to you because you did that. But you, you know? don't know that. And yeah. probably not because like our first episode we talked mm-hmm. about sleep is important for memory recollection and all of that. Uh, and who knows what the other student was doing. Maybe they spent the last three weeks studying every single day yeah. and getting ready for it. And they're not stressed or anxious because mm-hmm. they feel good. They're like, I got this. I've been doing this forever. I'm good. So if you hear someone saying those things, like maybe you call them out. Like, you know, that's not necessarily the best way to go about it. Yeah. And if someone is calm from their stress, don't make them feel stressed yeah. for being calm because yeah. they're actually doing what feels right for them and they're in that right headspace. And that's how we create this new society or this new culture is just you allow people to feel what they feel when they're feeling it. Like their feelings are valid. If they're not stressed, cool, great. Teach Mm -hmm. me your ways. And I think something that's really struck me in this past year has been the statement, feelings are not fact. Mm. Um, And recognizing that like even though you might be feeling like, oh my God, this is so stressful. The world is ending. That doesn't mean it is. Yeah. Um, And doesn't also mean that your feelings aren't valid. They are valid, just not necessarily reflecting reality. Right. And it's like you feel your feelings and then you figure out how to how to move on from that and how do yeah. you move forward. And I know we touched a little bit on, you know, that perception of stress, but that also goes into, like, you know, our positive mental attitude and being able to like work with a situation that we're in and finding the good things that come from it. Yeah. Um, because there are good things that come from stress, both like before an exam and even after. And I'll share a really cool story from for me personally that was related to positive mental attitude and, and dealing with stress in, the, in a college setting. Um, we're going to take it back, way <laughs> back to when I was a freshman in undergrad. So like 50 years ago? <laughs> 60, but okay. Um No, but I remember my freshman year, my very first college exam I ever took was in a Health 1000 class. 1000? Oh, so it's like the introductory class. Is it not 101? No, it's just 1000. It was on the East Coast. Calm down. (laughs) Very different environment. It was the introductory health class that was required for all freshmen to take. And I was taking it. I wrote it off as like the easy class because I was a health major. I was like, I got this. My first exam, I didn't really study much for it. Like I should have. I was like, I should just know this already. So I didn't really study. I went in. I took the exam. I failed. Like I failed, failed. Like I got like a 50 on it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm done. Like I should just quit now. Game over. I had no stress, but it wasn't because... I felt prepared for it is mm-hmm. because I didn't care. And yeah. I was like, eh, it's fine. I got this. I don't need to worry about it. I was avoiding it for so long. Mm-hmm. And then I got my grade back and I had a whole bunch more stress because I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I just screwed myself over for the rest of all eternity because mm-hmm. this is supposed to be my major. I just failed it. I'm going to fail college. I'm never going to graduate. Yeah. I went down this spiral of like yeah. all of these things that I thought were going to happen subsequently. And none of that happened, but I was so stressed around it. 
And when you're given that opportunity of being so stressed and like feeling like your back is up at the wall is you kind of get two options. Do you move forward or do you kind of crumble where you are? Yeah. And so what I ended up doing was figuring out, all right, what can I do from this to try to salvage my life here? <laughs> ended up going to like my professor's office hours, chatting with them around how do I fix this? And yeah. they were great. They were super helpful. They told me, all right, you can still manage this and you can still move forward and figure it all out. But like, you've got to study and make this priorities and all of these things. And I ended up taking that information to heart and like really diving into like how I chose to study moving forward for all of my exams. What did that prep work look like? And I really started to take things seriously. I ended up getting an A in the class. All worked out fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. Here we are today. But if I chose to let that stress win in that situation, mm-hmm. who knows what would have happened, right? It's that ability to take the bad situation, find the good that could come from it, and then run with it. And moving forward is what's helpful. And it's that perception of knowing that, hmm, well, this shitty thing happened. Yeah. Yeah. I can still do something with it, though, to make it a good experience mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where the disconnect is a lot of times is that, we have a bad experience and we're like, oh, it's bad. It's defining me and I'm and I'm done. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to define you. Yeah. What you make from that situation and the experience is going to be what defines you in the big picture. It's not going to be the exam grade. It's not going to be the, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it ties back to what we were talking about earlier about perception um, and turning that into action yeah so using the stress that's like building you up and preparing you for battle um and using it as like a helpful tool to turn it into something that you can actually do to address the situation and not feeling hopeless and like your world is over yeah you use your stress as a as an advantage as a tool like you said you don't let it attack you you're like nope that's mine i get to use that to my benefit not my hindrance or not for my negativity it's yours to use. And once you can grasp that concept of like taking your stress and using it to propel you forward, oh, it's a game changer. Yeah. Because that's like what you get. That's how you get your motivation and your drive and that hustle is like, I really want this to work. I'm stressed. I'm anxious and nervous. I'm going to take it and I am just going to go for it. And then boom, you're a millionaire. I wish. Yeah. (laughs) So after this podcast, you will become all of you are millionaires. You're welcome. (laughs) Guaranteed. But yeah, I think that wraps up our conversation for today. But um, we're gonna, of course, be talking about stress forever because it is so um, so much involved in our lives and in our campus. Um, So feel free to to like let us know anything in particular about stress that you want to hear yeah um, so that we can talk more about that in the future yeah and that can range anything from like more big picture talks about stress in our culture and society like this one or it can be like hey we would just love an entire episode of you just giving us a million stress management tips yeah great we can totally do that we've got them right yeah we can do all of that we can talk about more around perceptions and how we actually go about changing a perception like there's a million things that we we could talk about with around stress, uh, but we want to make sure that it's relatable to you all and it makes making sure that it's what you want and it's going to be helpful. So let us know. Yeah. Let us know in the comments below. Make sure you subscribe <laughs> to our channel. <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, no, but, but yeah. seriously subscribe. <laughs> um, but I think that's it for today. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you for having me again. 
Every week, we will be taking your questions about our topic at the Hut or on our Instagram. Here are some of the questions that PSC students asked about stress. So the first one was, how does stress relate to anxiety? And it is normal to occasionally experience some amount of stress and anxiety. And the stress response is usually the reaction to a threat in a situation. And threat doesn't always look like the bear that we use in the typical example of the fight or flight, but the threat can be the exam or, um, a, you know, the future or you have to pay rent or like different things like that. Um, and then the anxiety is usually the reaction to that stress. And then they can feed into each other and heighten the other one as well. Um, so coping mechanisms for either stress or anxiety can definitely help relieve both of them together. And it's important to learn how your thought patterns work um, to try to interrupt negative thoughts that lead to your increased stress and anxiety. So if you know that when you start thinking about the future, you always have anxiety about not getting a job or, you know, this or that, then you can start to uh, recognize that pattern and and try to stop yourself from going into that downward spiral of negative thoughts that aren't actually always tethered to reality. Um, another question we've got is similar. It's how can stress affect mental health? And stress can sometimes make it more challenging to focus on practicing healthy coping mechanisms. So even if like you've been, you know, if the new year just started and you've been having um, you know, you've been going to your exercise classes and you've been trying to do all these things to relieve your stress and you've been feeling better. Like sometimes stress can make it challenging to um, prioritize things like that and prioritize sleep. And, um, you know, if you're stressed out, you might not think about making a full healthy meal for yourself. You might just eat some junk food. Um, so stress can often break down our walls and make us feel like unstable or vulnerable or weaker. And that can definitely bring up mental health challenges that uh, we might have already been dealing with. Um, stress can act as like a trigger. So it's important to be prepared for these times and know what helps you relieve the stress and recover from it. So some things you could do is to keep a list of people that you can call on during these times. So knowing that they're always going to be there for you, um, pick up the phone and um, even like spend time with you if that's what you need and being able to like rely on them can be really helpful and knowing that you have that you're not alone. Um, some other things are knowing which tasks you can delegate to other people. So if you're feeling really overwhelmed, you don't have to do it all by yourself, you know, um, rely on the people that are around you. And then um, you can figure out which mindfulness activities work really well for you, what food makes you feel really good. Um, if you need extra sleep on a certain day, um, just doing what you can to remember those practices that can help you recover and get back to where you were. And this also really relates to our next question, which is, what do you do after you have your breakdown and how do you get up from that and push through? And like I said, it's it's about like examining the factors that led up to your breakdown and try trying to prevent that from happening again. And this can be um, in your thoughts and trying to break those thought cycles, but also in your behaviors and trying to figure out like 
what self-care practices work really well for you and having that support network you can rely on. And then the last question that we have for today is how do you deal with a loss while also dealing with classes? Um, As students, we deal with so much in life and we're dealing with all the things that come with life. And um, that can inhibit our ability to be as successful as we want to be in the other parts of our life. So having forgiveness with yourself if you find that you're incapable of operating at the rate that you usually do. Taking the time and space that you need to take care of your needs and process what you're going through. And also communicating to like your supervisors, professors, and people that are close to you that you are grieving can help you alleviate the pressures um, with both talking about it as something that could be a relief and also letting them know that you might not be able to give them 100% right now. And then also on a more practical note, there are petitions at this university um, where if you can provide evidence, such as like an obituary, a death certificate, or something like that, and can explain your situation, then you can actually have um, the grade in your class dropped or switch to a pass-no-pass or something like that. Um, And it is on a case-by-case basis. Um, But you can find out more information about these petitions and like what situations might qualify if you go to your academic advisor or if you live on campus, you can go to your LCA or RAM and they can help you walk through that process. And then lastly, with this question, I'll also say when dealing with grief or loss, it's a really good time to utilize counseling services here at Shack and get some professional support that will give you the tools that you need to cope with the situation. And of course, you can make appointments online, over the phone, or in person. We'll catch you next week on Wednesday with our next episode. For winter 2020, The Hut will be out on campus on Wednesdays from 11 to 1 and Thursdays from 10 to 12. Follow us on Instagram at PSU underscore what to find out where we'll be and and to get more wellness content from us. The link to the Instagram and our website is in the description of this episode. Thank you all for listening and take care of yourself today.